This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. Deliberately, we're looking at this violence. I've travelled far and wide, across the great divide. I've even sailed the seven seas. I've orbited in space, in almost every place. I've even climbed the Pyrenees. But no longer will I roam. There is no place like home. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. My name's Omar, I've got my co-host Mickey with me today. How you doing mate? Um, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you're watching this. Hello. <laughs> um, you guys wouldn't know when we're recording <clears throat> this, but uh, we just literally watched the Crystal Palace a Mill game or Mill Crystal Palace. Um, to wrap up our pre-season not, schedule. Not in the stadium, by the way. No, not quite. We're not that luxury just yet. Hopefully in the future, I'm sure we'll be able to get back in the ground, but we're not quite big dogs enough yet in the community to get tickets to that anyway behind closed doors. We are going that way. So if your mate hasn't listened to us yet, make sure you forward him a link because we are growing <laughs> and we're growing quite fast. So make sure, share him a link, tell him to have a listen and uh, and, and drop us a DM or something, and we'll give him a we'll give him a shout-out or give you a shout-out for... Uh, getting us a new viewer or a new listener 
couldn't round out by myself. Uh, yeah, so just obviously we'll, today we're going to go through a few different bits and bobs. Uh, we're going to cover pre-season, obviously quite a short and pre-season for Mill with only three games. And obviously we've got Crawley on Saturday, so we'll give you a short little preview into that game, obviously what we think of the game on Saturday and the importance of it. I mean, personally, I'd like us to get off to a good start. But um, yeah, to recap pre-season, we've had three games so far, obviously all behind closed doors. You had your first game at Calmont Road. I think we beat Bromley 5-0, if memory serves me right. Troy Parrott obviously signing, scoring a couple of goals in the next game as well against South End, which we won 3-0 at Roots Hall. And then it concluded today with Crystal Palace coming down to the den, 1-0 defeat. Mickey, just quickly, your thoughts over pre-season? Three games, two wins, one defeat against Palace, one nil. What was your thoughts? Obviously, we watched the game today, both of us. What did you it's think? playoffs. It's it's pre-season, isn't it? I mean, it, pre-seasons are always the same. They are what they are. Um, you know, some days you can come out and and do fantastically well. Um, other days you come out and you know, like today with Crystal Palace, it was a it was a very, very average game. Um, I think Hayden done well um, in the position Agreed. he was in. I think he'd done really, really well. I think we were good up until up until they scored. And then we just seemed to take a foot off the gas and and not really bother. Um, and we knew, you know, a premiership team, we knew we were going to have a, a, a bit more of a challenge than what we got against Bromley or, or you know, um, what we got against Southend, but they seem tight. They they seem to be working together, and and they seem to have you know holding formation and stuff. So they seem okay. But again, they just need to get rid of that. You know, when they when they scored against, drop their head um, and go forward. But friendlies are always the same, mate. They're just a testing ground, aren't they? So you can try out different positions, try out different players. They've always have been. They always will be. So um, yeah, I don't I don't bank anything. Um, Holding, holding on to it at all. No, I agree. I think... really that, shame really that the games weren't aired for everybody, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought... I mean, obviously, we've not seen a lot of the three games. Obviously, Palace was on the iFollow. I think if you had the audio subscription, 449. I thought it was a bit cheeky. What was your thoughts on that, firstly? Of the club getting a bit of money from us to subscribe? Or what did you think of that? Yeah, I think that's a... You know... I think last season, like, just to quickly, we had obviously fans at the ground, but I think we played Sociedad, didn't we? The Spanish team, yeah. but it was streamed on YouTube. So, like, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a bit contentious personally, seeing that I had to pay for it. I mean, I know obviously in the situation we're in right now, but I thought if a friendly anyway, it could have been aired on YouTube or something. No, I don't mind. I don't mind paying for it. To you know, at the end of the day, the club's getting some money. That's fine. It, it was a fiver. You'd probably spend more than that on a cup of coffee. To be fair, but mm-hmm. I just don't like the way that it was done. That you know, it's going to give them fake numbers because everyone's going to have subscribed on a monthly and everyone's going to cancel. So, you know, you're not necessarily going to get all that money as such, you know, you're not going to get any other games out of it. So you're only going to get audio and stats, which we know websites where we can get all of that anyway. Um, and most of it's going to be on Sky or I follow anyway. So you're going to get that, but it's just, it should have just been, a one-off fee or something and gone, look, it's a friendly, I tell you what, look, we'll make some money for the, you know, they could have put it behind a paywall on, on YouTube and took all the money rather than giving the FA 30%. I think the footage is is crap. Um, I think the the camera is, is a one-camera um, show. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's down to my broadband at all, but I think the, the footage wasn't great. Um, there was a lot of blurriness, a lot of buffering. Um, 
you know, it, it, it wasn't great for a service like that. But look, hey ho, we both paid. And I suppose it gives us a right to moan about it, to be fair. Exactly. I think it was a DIY job from the club, obviously. Um, and just thought, let's get up there. At least we could watch the game. I, the very I, least. So, I, mean, I don't know is... if it was the club or not. I, I mean, I'll, I'll hold judgment on that for now because I follow is an EFL and um, I can't think of the media. I can post a link later. But it's a different media company what, what looks after it for the FA. Um, and I believe the clubs get maybe 60-70% of revenue from it. But all the advertising and everything else goes through this media company and the FA get all that money. The club, I don't think the club get any from that. But, you know, I would have thought personally the club would have probably preferred to do it through iPhone, through iTunes, um, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, I've just, just made a new channel there. Um, I would have thought they would have preferred to do it through YouTube rather than because I think it would have given them a lot more... Um, PR benefit. I mean, look, this this leads into what we were going to discuss um, in a bit, to be fair. So, we, you know, if it's all right with you, we might as well discuss it now. It's a season ticket, the money funds, the memberships, etc., etc., etc. And mm-hmm. I think there's been a bit of a clusterfuck with PR over all of this. You know, yes, the club needs to have revenue to give revenue out um, for all these people what are looking for refunds. What's going on behind closed doors, fine. But there's been a few fans what have, you know, contacted um, contacted me, contacted us as such, or contacted me through, because most fans know my email, asking what's going on. I've had people from four, five, six hundred pounds worth of money outstanding to people who've got 40, 50 quid. Most of these are still on fair line. A lot of them are, are, are um, a couple of them have been made redundant. They need the money. Um, if we're buying new players, we're going out for transfers, we're obviously doing this, we're doing that. Surely we've got a pot where we can go, there can't be much more than 30, 40 grand's worth of refunds. Surely out there. And most fans probably don't necessarily need it. I mean, I've had conversations with fans asking me, you know, how they can buy a season ticket. They know they're not necessarily going to get in, but they can afford to, can I have a season ticket? So I've directed them to the club and said, look, you know, go speak to them. I'm sure they're going to take your money. But, there's just that there's just that taste. Look, I know that everyone's been contacted because I've seen the emails and whatnot, but it's like once people are back, we'll let you know. Well, you know, we're getting on for four or five months. You've been sitting on people's money. I understand you haven't necessarily got money, but if you've got money to pay people and you've got money to go out and look at new players and you've got money to do everything else with, then you know what? 30, 40 grand. I can't see it being much more than that. I think it's uh, contentious. I agree with you. Yeah, like, and I agree with you on the PR point of view. Like, I know even myself, like a couple of my mates earlier, when we're trying to get the game sorted for today to watch it, it's like no one really knows what's going on. And I mean, okay, like you said, behind closed doors, whatever, but people want their refunds. People want to buy a new season ticket. I know a few people that haven't renewed yet and are desperate to because they don't want to miss any games. But it's all kind of, we had that little statement through the MSC, what, three or four weeks ago now. Exactly, and then and then with the and with the refund. Sorry, mate. Yeah, like, I think like it's you're looking at it when it kind of you had one line reply saying thank you for this, we will get back to you. But the ticket office is closed. People have their inquiries. Not everyone looks online for social media. I might want to ring up the club shop. You can't even do that to get any information. It's all a bit kind of hush hush. And this, I don't know if there's. A, I know the clubs obviously trying to save funds and limit their damage where they can, but. 
I, mean, I think from a public point of view, it doesn't look too great, even towards our I, own fans. I think Shona, the you know the club, the club appointed person as such, the the Mill liaison, the supported liaison officer, um, does a fantastic job on records. Great. I'm on record now. She's done a fantastic job when I was found on the board looking after disabled fans. She's on all my contact with her has done a fantastic job. Um, I was accused over the last week or two of bad mouthing her um, across public forums and um, which is complete and out of bollocks. Unless you've got it, come and show it to me. Yeah, not, not a single bad worth on here anyway, because I know you're always complimentary, ain't no, you? I've got nothing, nothing bad to say. I think she does a blinding job and I've, I've done that role, yeah, pretty much. I've done it as a fan on the board. I know how fucking hard it is. I know how hard it is from both ends, from the fans' end and the pushback from the club's end. So you are fighting both things and you can only do what you can do. If someone says no, you can't do any more. You're fucked. And you've got to deal with the outfall from that. So I've never slagged her off publicly. Um, I'm not going to deny I've slagged off the MSC massively. There goes back there over over time when the old MSC was, you know, that this is this will be another show completely just where we discuss this and fully because there's a lot of people giving it all the fucking chat about me and whatnot and don't know fuck all about it. But the MSC put out a statement what was as if it was a statement of what's going forward. And if you miss the first paragraph or the first couple of lines to actually realise that nothing in that statement was actually set in stone, it was pretty much a consult it was pretty much like a, a consultation as such. The truth of the matter is what that was was that was put out for fans to go ballistic and go, what the fuck, blah, 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 blah. Then they can step back and go, actually, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to do this. Mm. And unfortunately, the MSC was getting hammered from various angles, and rightly so to a degree, because they were putting something out where they didn't necessarily know everything to go with it, which part isn't their fault, but they should have stood behind a statement, which they tried to do. And they dug themselves a fucking great hole. 100%. Like, they couldn't get out. out of. They put this out, and I think it was like, um, like you said, the club probably wanted to put a feeler out there. Maybe, maybe a better way might have been to do a little survey or something to ask fans what they thought, or you know, this could be potentially what it is. What are your thoughts about this? But instead, maybe at the time it looked like, at least to me, without someone that's obviously like in your position, how you obviously met all these people and you know who's running what, it, it came across like a, oh, here's like a breaking news, big outlet for us to get a bit of interaction, to kind of get a bit of exposure. This is the MSC. We get to know all this information. And it's like, but I think it massively backfired. And I agree with you. Like now they look a bit silly for it. So, I mean, you know, and also, you know, the the timings of stuff don't come out, you know, okay, we've got a new season coming, right? And they're coming out now going, all join up to the membership. Everyone's kicking off with it and going, why? You've done fuck all in the prefect, you know, You've not come out with a refund. You're not fighting people who keep asking you questions about refunds. You've not gone to the gone to the club and said, you need to pay this now. Yeah, regardless of what's what, you need to pay it, right? There's got to be reserved somewhere to sit there and start getting money out to these people. And you don't represent the whole fan base. You charge and you represent a very, very small number. You're never going to know the numbers. I mean, I've been told it's less than... I'm not even going to mention numbers, but it's low, <laughs> right? Um... Is there room for thing? You know, yeah, I've been approached. There is massive, massive news coming about AMS. Not with me. Um, I'm not going to be involved in the, in the new process going forward. You're going to get some top people there. 
But the only way you're going to get full representation of the fan base is by a fans panel. And it needs to be represented by various different sections of the fan, the forums, the Twitter, the Facebooks, etc. And that's the way it's going to go. And that's it. And as long as I've got only my ass, AMS is never going to fucking charge you to represent you. My, my thoughts are, I think, you know, in the current situation, why are you worrying about fucking plugging yourself to get, to me, I'd be looking to making sure that everybody's involved because you want fans on and you want, there's massive things going on with the FSA, with the FFA, with the FSA, um, or the FSF, the, the different sections, all of this. There's loads of people teaming up to to go on stuff, to get fans back in grounds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, you want a voice. At the moment, you ain't got a voice. When AMS was at its prime doing the battle and all that, we had four, five, six, seven thousand people. We're not even in its prime, but we had four, between four and seven thousand people. Lowest, probably just over four high up towards seven and it would have grown more if we had to focus more on it it is coming back and it's going to come back with a voice because at the moment there's nothing there and i know that there's certain elements who go oh yeah well it's just you it's just you well do you know what ams come on the scene six years ago um believe it or not 2014 and it fucking done a fact it done it done a job what it was meant to do and it fought and it kept the, the kept the club where it is it fought the cpo it got a lot of people fucking to back down. It put a lot of pressure on a lot of celebrities who were in boards and all that around the club. And we made people look again. And we made people look at us and, and help. So, you know what? It is there. But I think, you know, PR and everything else what's gone on has been done really badly. Um, really badly. And I think that that's, that's, if there's one mistake from all of this, that's probably it. If they'd have done the PR a little bit better, done a you know a survey monkey survey on fans, blah blah blah, all these people what are desperately looking for money, paid them and announced that you're paying people. You know, look, we're now starting to pay people, or even go as of September the whatever or August the whatever, we're going to make payments to people. That's it, because at the moment you look like you're hiding. Pay more, mate. If you owe me 600 quid and I need that money badly, I want that money. What the fuck are you doing with it? I think it's, yeah, it is contentious and obviously it is a bit, especially, the problem is maybe from afar people don't know about it, but if, obviously if you're a Mill fan and, you know, it, it looks bad on the club and in the end of the day, it makes you question who's running in the insides of the club that's obviously doing what's going on really. So, yeah, I think uh, rant over about that for the moment. Yeah, yeah there'll be another show about AMS we'll and have, I'm sure we'll have a few more bits is, in the future. Make sure that you're listening to that because exactly. there, yeah. there will be the truth and everything was coming out as in why why the MSC was disbanded and, and, and why this new one did what it's done, um, why I couldn't stop the train when it started moving. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll be fun. It'll upset some people, no doubt. <laughs> so we'll steer back onto the games obviously yeah. we've had so far pre-season I guess we'll quickly touch base and say obviously Troy Parrott didn't play today he scored two goals though didn't he two and two um, shame to not see him playing I think when I looked at the game today obviously without seeing the last two in full detail we just seem to be missing that, that strike up front Bradshaw played alright he worked hard but didn't get the opportunities and I'm thinking without seeing Parrott but knowing he scored two and two would he have had a chance today would he have maybe scored Look at his goal at uh, Southend. 
and it was just in the right place at the right time. That little, nice little, that little, that little kink, and it was in. So I think if you look at today's game, there was a few of those chances where the ball, you know, the ball got knocked in. Um, I can't think who it was who, who nearly scored towards the end, where it just went wide. Might have Bradshaw, actually. I think he was born in the box and he got the header on it, didn't you? You know that yeah, one, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah, I think that if Parrot is playing... But look, he's a young kid. We can't pile too much pressure on him. He's just no. going to go enjoy his game. Go enjoy the football. I think Woods was good today. Yeah, he came on as a sub, didn't he? I think Parrot's um, actually injured. It's worth noting. Obviously, today... What? Yeah, so he's out for a couple of weeks, they're saying. So, obviously, he got called up to the Republic of Ireland squad as well. So, I guess he's withdrawing from that squad. I've not seen any yeah, comments. Yeah, no, for that I think he's yet. been withdrawn. I think he's back with Tottenham at the minute. Yeah, so, um, obviously, you've got that scenario. I think, I guess we'll run through it quickly, that, you know, we played the same formation as we did at the end of the last season. Five at the back. We looked quite comfortable. I thought, the only downside I thought for the only goal was when... Alex Pierce got kind of shown up for his lack of pace. It was just a long ball yeah. over the top. Wilfred yeah. Zaha just had him on toast. Obviously, Zaha's Palace's best player. And, you know, he, he truly delivered and put a ball in the box. And I think it's Max Mayer, the German player, they've got to finish it. But I think, to me, that was the only downside. We pressed high. We tried to... There was a bit of a unit there. You had new signings in there. Scott Malone, left wing back. What would you make of Malone coming back? Any thoughts on that, mate? I thought he'd done all right, personally. I know he's... You know what? He's... Look, he's, he's... He's probably the best player we can get in that position at the moment within mm. the championship. And, you know, as long as his attitude's changed from when he was here first, because he allegedly was quite toxic in the changing room and, mm. and whatnot. And, I mean, if you, you look at that report I sent you in the week from 2015 or whatever it was. And from the Amazon was then, um, Maybe we'll post it out when we put this out, whatever you see. But, you know, the little statement from Millwall to say that he was leaving and going on really sums it up. Um, you know, we both work within where we have, you know, we see HR statements when we know the truth of the matter and see the HR statement. And it was obvious that something weren't right there, that he moved on for more money and whatnot. And to be fair, he's had a fall from grace to a degree. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's come down the ladder, he's not getting the games and he's going to get the games. Um, but it's a different manager. Maybe Gary, maybe Gary is um, a lot better at controlling him and man managing him. Um, I think he's 29 years old now. So you alluded to that, to that uh, news at then article actually, and it was Andy Ambler at the time, obviously the chief exec at the time, and he was saying we've scraped survival the last two seasons. Would we want to reward players for us being in the position we are in now? Some of them, but not all of them. So. It sounds like at the time, the club were happy to see the back of him. You had Ian Holloway in charge. Obviously, I think at the time, it was a January window. Holloway was backed quite a bit. We've signed Diego Fabrini, who I remember the Italian stadium midfield. You know, yeah. we, we, we kind of changed up a lot and backed Holloway. And obviously, I think it backfired. Well, we got relegated at the end. But Malone, it seemed like it was a bad ending, a sour ending, like you're saying at Mill. But I think it is a bit of redemption. He's 29 years old. He does... He gives what Marlon Romeo gives on the right-hand side for me. Pace. He's good going forward. And we commented earlier before the show, actually, we could hear everything that was going on at touchlines and hear all the shouts and commands. I heard Rowett on numerous occasions say, get it wide, get it wide. Obviously, Romeo didn't play. We had Hayden Muller at right wing back that we said done all right today. But I think with Romeo right side and Malone left sides, I think there's a real ability there to stretch teams, press them, play high. And I think it could be a useful tool. And... I touched on Pierce getting done for the goal. I, I personally see Jake Cooper playing centre half in the middle, yeah, yeah. and I see Murray Wallace playing left side centre back with Hutch right side centre back. And then if you add Romeo and Malone into that dynamic, 
I think you've got a really good back to, uh, back five. Lund's a good player. You, you, you look, hmm. take his attitude out of it. He's a lot older now. He's probably a lot more experienced and whatnot. And at the time, um, Millwall was very, very fiery environment to be in. You know, we had Holloway, who was a bit of a twat. He had his whole, you know, his whole way of of teaching positivity and all that lot. And maybe he just, you know, he maybe he was getting blamed for a lot of the losing when it was probably down to the fact of. Holloway's setting up and Holloway's doing this. I mean, don't forget the time as well. Holloway was going upstairs into the fucking into the exec lounge, telling player, telling people what what formation, how he was going to be playing people before he went back downstairs. So if I had a you know a rival up there, phone call. Oh, this is the way they're doing. Rearrange. Off we go. We're always going to get turned over. But look, always, always happy to give people benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, second chance and all that, and and the mill away. You know, you play for the shirt. You, you give us hundred and ten percent, then we lose or draw. I couldn't give a shit. As long as you you know you gave an effort, then I'm happy with that. Yep, I agree with me, mate. Uh, quick line on Yuri Skalak. He was meant to start today and got injured. Play right wing back. He was meant to be playing. Allegedly in the in the in the south in the um south end game, he was good. Yeah, I mean, so interesting <laughs> seeing him at right back though. Yeah, I think obviously um, Gary Rowett said you know he's not in any hurry to get a right wing back after the Jason McCarthy left. That was I think it's the only that, departure really that's left. He's gone back to Wickham. Yeah, I mean he didn't get an opportunity. I don't think. I think Harris signed him, hyped him up a little bit. Obviously Harris left, and then I think it was quite clear from day dot that Gary Rowett didn't fancy him. But if anything, you've got to think that Mon Romero, the competition, it kind of spurred him on to play as well as he did last season. So. But I do kind of feel a bit sorry for McCarthy. He was kind of left to the side during lockdown as well, told not to turn up to training. You know, it, it looked like a bad ending. So, I mean, by all counts, he's not that kind of character. But it'll be interesting to see what he does for Wickham next season in the same league as well, us, I suppose. Wickham, we seem to give give players to Wickham when they come on fire. So um... That's it. So it'll be interesting to watch that space, I guess. Um, further up in the game today, Williams played in midfield with uh, Ryan Leonard. What did you make of Ryan Leonard? I mean, he's he seems to be knocking around, seems to be in and around it, doesn't he? I don't know. He's got a good goal on the weekend against his old club, South End, from what we saw on the highlights, or at least on Twitter. Um, but I'm not convinced. I think my best, the best two midfields, hopefully, would be Thompson and Woods. I think. I don't know what you think, mate. I think hopefully I Thompson I Woods in the middle. They've got. I think you're correct. I think they've got pace and they're not afraid to run at players. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really overrated Leonard. Uh, you know, this big hype about, oh, Leonard's this. We've been after him for ages and all that. I just can't see what that desire for him is. Um, he was a million-pound player, which is, I mean... He's a obviously, good player, but... he, yeah, he's obviously he's he's got the pedigree, I think, and you can tell he, he seems to be energetic, getting himself around. Mm. It could be an opportunity this season for him to get into the side, but just me personally, I, I don't think, especially in the two-man midfield, I just I think Woods is going to hold the position where he's going to sit deep, and then if you've got Thompson in there, who's got the bit of legs running up and down the pitch, I think that's a combination. I'm, I was obviously disappointed for Thompson last season to get injured. I think when you look at our best eleven. I think them two are going to be the, the kind of staples of the midfield for us. So, worth to see. I, I think agree. also further up, um, Mason Bennett, he signs permanent deal. Happy to get Bennett over the line despite his injury worries. Yeah, I think I think we need him. He's a good player. We can't, we, you know, we had to really get him. And, and the fact that he's a permanent now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Potentially, it's going to be a permanent. It is a permanent deal. Yeah. I think one thing to add in there that I seem to have read, but also in Rowett's interview after um, when he signed, he made it clear that, you know, he's come with the incentive of he's got to play games. So it sounds like through the 
through the pipeline a little bit there at least that he's getting a basic but it's nowhere near the level he would be expecting mm-hmm. and if he plays games he'll be getting paid on top so it's almost a pay-as-you-play game so uh, I think deal it's size. the same deal with Bart's got though isn't it I mean you know I think it, so it, I mean I'm not sure if that got changed obviously when he signed permanently but I think it's promising because it kind of then in that way protects the club and shows that you know well, I think Bart's, Bart's got a knee injury isn't he an old, mm. an old knee injury and I think that you know I don't think any club's really going to sign. I think Ipswich were a bit unprofessional in what they did there when they leaked why it weren't signing. And I think it was just, you know, as anyone, you know, if you, you've got someone in to run football, I'm not going to take you on a permanent if I don't know from game to game if you're going to be fit for the next one. So, you know, I, I would offer you a pay-per-pay game. Um, the more, you know, I, I'm happy to, to give you a chunk paper yeah. game to put your wages up, but you've got to make sure you're playing. Um and I think that then puts it back on, back on the player to make sure that they're eating right, they're they're doing the training right, they're doing everything what they're supposed to be doing, and then you get the best best out of them. Same as with Bennett, you know. Um, I think it says a lot. I mean, sorry to bite him, but like, it says a lot about the club, as in like players come on loan. It's not happened for the first time now, where they want to stay, they want to re-sign. Shows what the atmosphere in the dressing rooms like. Shows what people think from the outside, you know. Yeah. We're going places, and it's not only us that think it. I think people that are arriving here can see what it's about. So it can only be a good thing. That's it. I think well, I think we're going to do all right. I think you know, I think this season is probably one of the most exciting we've had for a long time, um, and I think it's in our hands to throw away. But again, it's injuries as always. So, isn't it? When you think you're doing well, then injuries. But you know, I'm excited to see what Parrot can do. Same here. I think to complete that, when we were talking about our ideal 11, got our, we took discuss the defence, discuss the midfields. I think it's going to be a front three by the looks of it. Wallace, Bennett and Troy Parrott. Sounds quite decent, no? And then with half hour to go, get on Matt Smith if we're chasing the game. Change the dynamic, put the shit in the defenders. And, you know, it sounds really competitive, don't you think, mate? Definitely. 100%, mate. 100%. I think, it, it, I think what... The champions proved over the last season or two is that you need to attack teams and you need to be able to have a goal for it to be able to attack. There's no point being able to attack if you haven't got a goal for it. And I think with those three, you know, playing at the front, I think that gives us, you know, they're all hungry. They're all capable of little tap-ins and everything else, which, you know, we need. But, you know, you look at you look at Thompson and Wood, they're going to be able to, to stick goals in. Even Cooper, you know. Hope we'll be able to stick a few in the season. Um, so I, I think I think the season going ahead is exciting. Um, considering everything that's going on, we just need to get fans back in the stadium as soon as I think. Hundred percent, mate. I think you know you bring it on nicely to hopefully fans will be back. We'll say in October. I mean, you've only got fifteen hundred people of season tickets at the moment, though. So I'm sure or two thousand whatever number was that renewed. So hopefully with a bit of luck, we can the club can put something out about that we can get our numbers up I think the club probably are thinking they're in a position where they know they're going to get the numbers if when they put the season tickets out there so maybe they're not in a hurry to do it I guess they're waiting for final confirmation yeah, yeah. or yeah I, I think that but I think look, you know I think you have to take your out to the club and say you know what everyone wanted you to make sure that you looked after the early bird season ticket holders and you don't mm-hmm. so you know it's great but that part of it is working Interesting, there was no um, John Daddy Budvarton today. I don't know if he's injured or not. Have you seen anything about that at all? I know, it's, I'm asking you a bit. Yeah, on the no, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen. Is he on so, international? No, no. 
Uh, maybe, you're right. Yeah, he might have got called up to Iceland if he's already travelled. Good point. Um, I don't know if the international players already gone yet, but that could be a Or he's come back from Iceland and they're yeah. all fucking isolation <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah. Cool. I think um, we've discussed pre-season, mate. And brings me nicely on to Saturday, our first game of the campaign, so to speak, the Carabao Cup. Is it still called the Carabao Cup these days? I don't even know. Um, the League Cup. League Cup. Yeah, Milk Cup. League Cup. Carling Cup. <laughs> Whatever cup you want to call it. Um, we're playing Crawley away. What do you reckon to Saturday? I mean, Crawley last season, just to give a bit of a backdrop, I think they finished about 10th or 11th in uh, League Two. I did have the stats somewhere. Finished the season quite strongly. Obviously, it got cut-tailed early, so to speak, and they were chasing in the pipeline, so to speak, of hoping to get the playoffs and push into League One. Um, they had Harry Kill previously as their manager, and then they've had someone new come in, and he seems to have shook them up a little bit. Didn't they do this new... last time he played them? I think they... many moons ago. We played them a lot in pre-season, but I remember one game in the Cup, actually, and Gary Alexander was still playing for Crawley at the time. They beat some penalties. That's the last time I remember in a competitive game. I could be wrong. There might be another time. But um, we'll see Tony Craig in a Crawley shirt playing against Millwall. He's signed for them. be interesting to see him again. You're talking about players that give 110%. Tony Craig's your at man, isn't he? Tony Craig, I'll never forget. Yeah, I remember Tony Craig. When we um when we got promoted a couple of years back to the championship and I was fan of the board then and I went in on the Monday, I wanted a picture with the trophy. And uh, and I had to wait around a bit. I had an appointment and whatnot to go to like for work and I was waiting around a bit. And uh, Tony Craig took the trophy home and uh, slept with the trophy. And um <laughs> and it and it come back on the Monday morning like in bits, mate. It was like it was sticky, it was fingerprints all over it. I think he slept with it Saturday night and then his um and then I think his kids slept with it on the on the Sunday night. But yeah, no, it, you know, it, I, I I don't really know Tony Craig that well. I've, I've obviously spoke to him a bit and, and whatnot, but he's he's a great player. We spoke about him obviously in the family review when he got his face done. Um, but it is it. He is a proper Millwall player, and he, you know, he he will play um, until he can't walk. Hundred percent. And former Lions also in the squad. You've got uh, Philippe Moraes, who played in many moons ago. I think two thousand six season, um, and also Jack Powell. Remember him, the youngster that came through. Yeah. Same time as Fred Aiden and stuff like that. He was yeah. midfielder. I think Holloway was the one that kind of played him a little bit, and then decided he wasn't going to be here anymore. Um, so yeah, that, I mean. They're not any pushovers. They've got Ashley Nadasian, if anyone is, was into their transfer rumours. He's a striker that Holloway tried to sign a few years ago as well. Obviously, he's playing League Two, so he's not really gone on to, to pass as near and bigger and better than us. But obviously, at the time, we was quite linked with him and rumoured to be interested. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to prove... It'll be a hard game. It'll be, yeah, it'll be a good exactly. game because they want to bring it on. So, mm-hmm. it'll be a good competitive game. Um, and Saturday's my birthday too, so hopefully we get a win. Otherwise... Um, I'm going to be depressed. Um, so, yeah. How old are you going to be? 21, mate? Or? <laughs> 45. 40 fucking five. Do you know what I mean? Bloody hell, mate. Scary shit, mate. Scary shit. But when I turn 50, my girl turns 18 and my boy turns 15, I think it is. My boy turns 13 and my girl turns 18. And that's that's scary. That, then you're you know, really in trouble. I've got, got to get myself in shape, mate, to... to Bash the boyfriends up. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. We got Crawley Saturday, like I said, first round of the Carabao Cup. Hopefully, we get a win. I mean, if we don't get a win, it's not the end of the world because we won't have many Tuesday night games this month. If you, I think it's silly stat. If you get to the fourth round, we play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday throughout September. 
do we want that? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we want to focus on the league and focus on Stoke at home, first game of the season, rob them away, Brentford at home. You know, it's coming thick and fast, mate. December's going to be the worst month for us. December and April, I think, is going to be the two real fucking shitty, shitty months. Um, so December, you've got Blackburn, Derby, QPR, Middlesbrough, Bristol City, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth on Boxing Day away, and Watford at home. I mean, I agree with you there, to be fair. That's... That's the least month. That sounds like the fucking month from hell. Plus, you got Christmas <laughs> and everything else in there. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, Millwall players will not be having a Christmas. Um, There's anything to go by Millwall standards, though, mate. We'll probably end up winning all them games that month, and then yeah, losing yeah, to in January yeah. to Coventry and to Huddersfield, and you know what I mean. So, you never know. make sure you make sure you tune in to the January show when we come back and go. We'll ring this show back up. We'll ring this bit of the show back up, and we go. Oh, my said. No doubt we're going to win all these games and we're fucking end up getting battered about 6-7-0 each game. Or you'll be asking me the lottery numbers because, you know, I'm spot on and bang on the money. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Um, I think we've covered everything today, mate. I think, you know, we've gone into DL. You got anything else you want to add? Or No, I think I've, I, I agree with you. I think it's... Um, I think we've covered most of it. Um, thanks very much to the people who um, keep DMing us, asking when shows are coming. Um, for us, that is. Great. We always, you know, there's been a few going, oh, you know, this, that, you know. We only ever thought this season really as um, as a trial period. We weren't necessarily launching everything what we wanted to launch. It was more of, you know, let's look at trying to get something out there to, to test the market. Um, mm-hmm. We are looking at roundtable debates. Um, we enjoy them. They're good. Um, we are looking at doing shows. Um, we're probably really looking like, at what two a week hopefully we'll be hopefully. like a preview on a Friday going out to you guys and hopefully a Monday or Tuesday you get a little review of the games obviously if there's midweeks chuck more into there um, and if you're into that and you want to get involved obviously DM us we're willing to take people in if you're willing to talk about the games we obviously got a few people on that have DM'd us before so if you've got something to talk about and you want to get involved and give your view I know Mickey looks forward to your DMs so you can get you guys on the show yeah yeah I'll I, I, you know, Omar's a stat man and 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 uh, and the uh, tactician and uh, you know knowing the difference between a number eight and a number seven. And uh, me, I, I just I just pick the talent. So um, if you've got an opinion, <clears throat> sometimes the stronger the better. Um, let us know. We we'll get you on. It's done by Zoom or hopefully uh, going forward next season we will be doing face to face. And we're going. We are talking to a lot of other podcasts, um, other football team podcasts. We've got some exciting things. We're working in collaboration with different people. Um, just really trying to bring you a show with content because we think there's a niche there. Um, we're not slagging off any other platform, including um, Fat Dan's TV. Um, but it is what it is. You've all got you've all got done. Um, Kyle's TV, the football analytics, um, you know, Millwall TV, which is obviously Kyle, it is is doing great. He's, he's got a great piece. Nick's show just is Nick's show. Um, it's done. I don't know how well the Lionesses stuff is, um, you know, which is, um, I think, part of the MSC takeover, um, you know, because I think they're all they're all involved in the in the Lionesses, and I wish them all the, the best of luck. Um, because a friend of mine is uh, involved in the uh, in the actual team setup of the the lionesses, so uh, I, I wish him all the best there, mate. Um, 
good power of mine, which is probably a secret to most people, but he's a good power of mine and he's, and he's in there now. Um, no, I just, yeah, I, th I think we're looking at a more interactive show going forwards. Um, we've got a voice message platform. We've got the emails. We've got, you know, the stuff. We're, we're in talks. I'm in talks at the moment with very exciting prospects of going forward with final talks now, which I'm not going to announce until we've dotted the paperwork, but that's going to be um, hugely exciting and, and massively um, great for, for the fans, for uh, history stuff and everything else, uh, and learning more about Millwall and whatnot. We're going to do the ex-players. We're in contact with loads of ex-players. Loads of ex-players who are fans. We're going to be looking at getting them on Who Are You? We're looking at um, getting more. We've got a load of people booked going forward on Who Are You? So there'll be shows recorded, which hopefully we'll be doing once a month. And if we've got more, then we'll be doing once a fortnight. We're just going to be looking at getting as much content out there as possible. Um, and remember, look, we do this for nothing. If you want to get involved and you want to sponsor the show, just get in touch with us. Um, we're quite happy to run ads uh, on your show, you know, about your business, whatnot. Um, we, we've obviously got a main sponsor at the moment, but there's room for more. We've got a guy who does all our graphics and stuff, which is um, Gareth Wright, which is great. The reason Gareth there is he helped me out with Wonderwall. Um, and again, Wonderwall couldn't take place this year, but we will be looking at it next year. We just want to focus on Millwall, really, don't we? 100%, mate. That's it. And I can't wait for the season to start. Can't wait until I get to go back to games, especially away games. I miss just, you know, devoting my Saturday to the club. Um, I wouldn't want to do anything better, really, to be honest. And, yeah, I think we've covered everything there. If you want to get involved, like I said, just drop us a DM or drop us an email, thatmillpodcast at gmail.com. Leave this, uh, subscribe us, leave a like on, on obviously, our podcast channels and, obviously, leave comments because, you know, the more we have interaction with you guys, the better. So, I think that's pretty much everything today. Roll on Saturday, right? I think if you've enjoyed it, tell a mate, let them, you know, share it, let them listen. Um, and, yeah, if you've got any ideas what you want us to, to feature on the show, then let us know. We're open to that. So, yeah, look, thanks very much for listening. We have yacked on for a fair while today and... Um, and I know that um, Marian, what's his name? You're not my biggest fans, but thank you very much for listening. It's appreciated. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's over to you now to tell everyone to uh, disappear. That's it. Obviously, follow us on Twitter as well and on, like our Facebook page and watch out for our YouTube channel as well. So we'll leave it at that. So <laughs> thanks for watching, Can't everyone. It. Take care. See you soon. See you later.
When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play, and it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs, and he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundled discount not available in all states or situations. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.